Welcome back to Season 7 of Sunday Night Teacher Talk. This show is a live Q&A show that happens every Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for one purpose, to help you be the teacher that you're called to be, the teacher that you always dreamed of being. We recognize that Sundays can be the most stressful day of the week in the education world, so we gather as a community to prepare together for the upcoming week. Enjoy the show. There, it, I feel like there needs to be one more beat in that song. It's always like, <laughs> the drummer in me wants one more beat. Say, I don't pay attention at all. People are wondering where the beat is. Good evening, everyone. Good afternoon. Good morning to some people. Uh, if you're in, if you're in the UK, it's nine o'clock at night. And so, uh, but if you're Maisha Hutchison, it's just, uh, it's just four o'clock and you're not at Office Depot right now. You're, you're, you're here with us or you're in the computer aisle Office Depot, which is my dream is for her to tune in from. Oh, actually, that would be really great. Yeah. So <laughs> thanks for being here. I'm sorry. I confused everyone. I tried to be, yes, I tried to be proactive and set up the next few weeks of lives, but I didn't know that they were set to like people could see Public. them. And then we were like, why isn't anyone on here? Because they're all watching next week. They're all waiting for next week, apparently. (laughs) So listen, before, I'm going to say this a couple times today because I just want to make sure that we're clear. This is our last week in Philadelphia on Sunday. When do you guys fly out? Saturday. Saturday, wife and kids and the cat fly out. (laughs) After I drop them off at the airport, we are driving. Uh, me and the dog are going. I think we're doing Route 70 all the way, so all the way across 66? Pennsylvania. 70? So it's old Route 66, but we're taking Route oh. 70 like diagonal through the country. Hmm. Uh, I have no idea where that takes me. I haven't gotten that far yet. I just know that that's the way that I need to go. So, um, so next Sunday, uh, my wife and kids will be in New Mexico. I will be somewhere in the middle of America. If I can get internet. We're doing it. We're gonna so try it. We're gonna do it from a truck stop or we're at like, you know, I hope it's Love's truck stop. <laughs> That's the, all there is. I feel like on the, the way best out there. Truck stops is the Love's truck stop because they have they have everything there. Um, love. I think you know, and I love love. So <laughs> with that, uh, you know, why don't we get into it? It's Sunday, and uh, let's and and there's no Eagles game today. So let's like let's let's get into it. Um. I don't think we have any, any questions. questions. You can put it in the chat, put a Q or the word question next to it. And what I was asking folks in the beginning, if you could please just drop in the chat, like where, where are y'all beaming in from? I know I haven't asked that in a while, um, but I'm wondering if like kind of where you are coming in from. Carl's in, uh, from the UK and it's 9 PM there, which I hope no. we don't put you to bed, Carl. <laughs> I hope we don't, <laughs> you fall asleep. I mean, I have been the other night I was in bed at eight 30. So, oh, we've been know. falling asleep super early on the couch. But yeah. That's what happened. There we go. Oh. All right, cool. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. It's, it's, it is, I'm scatterbrained around here. There's so much stuff going on. It's like starting to pack up my whole house this week. And then you start packing up your house and then someone comes for a showing and you got to pretend like you weren't packing up and put everything, just shove it anywhere it fits. We just never know where anything is right now because everything is all discombobulated. No. We're not completely packed, but um, that starts this week. But I'm always like, wait, where did this go? I just saw this somewhere. And then I have no idea where it gets nope. put. Nope. <laughs> it's like everything is lost. I know. So, all right. You got any questions? No. Oh. Why well, don't you ask somebody a question? Texas uh you're coming this way central ohio new jersey uh 
Philly. What's I'm talking about? California, Netherlands. Um, why am I looking on your computer? I can't I even see know. on your computer. What um, time is it in the Netherlands? I hope it's not in the middle of the I night. like that we call it the Netherlands. We call it I know. <laughs> time is it in the like no one says <laughs> what time is it in well i guess they would say what time is it in the united states yeah i know but, but there's no like reason the to say the netherlands not like the america <laughs> oh my gosh that's no. ridiculous um oh here it is uh los angeles colorado uh love it love it love it so oh john said it's 10 over it's 10 o'clock over in the in the, the Netherlands. No, now I'm all. Now you're messing me up. In the Netherlands. Those Netherlands. <laughs> oh my gosh. We're horrible. No, I think um, we're delirious. Is what we are. It's possible. I mean, it's 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 a lot. It's like uh, it's 22 p.m. Rose said it's 22 p.m. Because they do they don't they do the 24 hour clock. Oh. Yeah, so it's 10 yeah, o'clock so it's PM. late. Yeah, it's 10. Remember, that's how it was when we lived in Africa. Yes. Yeah, I forgot. People would be like, why come over at 1430? And I'm like, let me just do the math real quick and let me see if I can fit into my schedule. Because it sounds like you're over hours right now. <laughs> and his wife. Oh my gosh, um, I literally feel delirious. Yeah, yeah. It's what we match again, though. So that's all That's all that matters. Bonus. Yeah. So we're trying to go through things. Things that you don't think about when you're getting ready to move is... You can't bring condiments, so we have. It's like you can't bring your mustard with you for some reason. Like the, the shipping well, it's not company. gonna last for three days without refrigeration. I guess in not. A truck. Can like, mustard go bad? Can, like, can any condiment go bad? Probably filled if with so put, many preservatives. Do you think when they're shipping Heinz ketchup, it's like a cooled, relaxed environment in there? <laughs> yeah, but it's sealed. It's like mustard's already went bad. <laughs> it has the word turd in it. It can't be good. So, so see, when we all questions it, this is stuff that comes to mind. You, you get the stream of consciousness. This is like Reynolds after the test. We don't, we're just waiting for them to collect the state test, and we don't know what to do. And then I started talking about nonsense. Someone um, ask a question. So, um, yes. So it's it's moving a lot of like it's trying to figure out what do we do with all that stuff. What do you do with? Uh, can I? Questions like, can I fit into the back of my RAV4? Am I short enough to sit and sleep? I'm 6'1". Uh, I don't know if I could fit in there. Had to buy a car seat for the dog. It's like, you know, random, random Lots stuff. Lots of weird ra randomness. So, yeah. It's, it's exhausting. It's it an is. adventure, that's for sure. Um, I'm not so sure I want to do this adventure again. I mean, we will eventually, because... I, yeah, because I, you know, okay. I want to land somewhere else. This mm -hmm. is a good landing spot for now, but this is like a stepping stone. I feel like to our ultimate goal, yeah. of which we don't know where we're gonna land. Yeah, we're which gonna is go to farm eventually. Oh, are we? Okay. All right, Evan. Evan is saving us and asking a question. Thank you, Evan. Uh, first question. Because well, everybody first else is on next week's video right now. Wait, they don't know. <laughs> uh evan's uh, saying i'm a first year teacher feeling very overwhelmed i want to stay joyful hopeful and student focused but i'm struggling with stress self-doubt and uh self-doubt doubt and negative thoughts any tips you have to that one's not even live yet um you just oh. have to hit it Let's see there you go yeah. so evan i would first say that it's not uncommon Right. And maybe that doesn't even help. Maybe that's just like, a, who cares? Like, I, 
<laughs> you know, sometimes when people are like, when I, I have things happen in my life and they're like, oh, this is common. And I'm like, I don't care if it's common. I want to be uncommon. And so mm-hmm. how do I become uncommon is I think it's comes down to we, you haven't done, hmm, I'm not going to say that because I don't know you. For me, it became how do I handle the things that are coming my way? How do I handle them? Because the stresses never stop. The stresses keep coming, but I just have learned to handle it better. So if I think back to my first, I found a video from my first year of teaching. I didn't tell you the other day. These students made, uh, we were making some project. And instead of the movie Eight Mile with Eminem, they made Nine Mile which apparently was the sequel to eight mile and it, I'm in the end of it. And I just remember that whole process of like them shooting the videos, like gave me anxiety because we were loud. Mm. People were looking in the room. I wasn't sure what they were going to be saying about me and stuff like that. Like it was very nerve wracking, but I just, hold on. I have to tell my dog to stop. Ben, can you stop? Bentley, stop, go lay down. Thank you. He ate some cat food and now he's really... No, he's allergic to it and he's eating himself and it's aggravating and I can hear it. Uh, (laughs) So it was driving my ADD nuts. So I I think it becomes working on who you are, right? Because I I think sometimes the anxiety and the overwhelm, this is a question for you, but it's kind of figuring out like, where's that coming from? Is it coming from a sense that you're not doing good enough? Is it coming from a sense that other people are maybe noticing that you're not doing good enough, that the students are no, noticing, that the parents are noticing? Is that all of that stuff? Is it like, what does that mean for you? And then trying to get answers to some of that stuff. So that might be doing like going to therapy. And I'll tell you what, man, like I didn't realize until too late that uh, that most teacher benefits cover a large part of therapy. Like it doesn't cost you very much to go to therapy. Maybe it's taking some classes that are about like character building. And, and because here's the thing you learn in college, like teaching's not that hard, right? If we think about it, really, I am trying to get someone else to learn a skill um, or learn information or be able to do a task. And it's not like, if it's like, I want you to teach this kid to do this thing. It's just not that difficult. Like I'm oversimplifying here. I I realize that, but it's just not that hard. It's all the other stuff that's hard, right? It's classroom management. That's hard. It's time management. That's hard. It's balancing all the things that are given to you. It's the overwhelm of like, I have six classes in an eight period day. And then I want me to teach an after school program. I have six preps. It's like all that stuff. You know, it's funny when I was a kid, I used to, or when I started teaching, in, well, it was in college anyway. I thought if you had six preps, it meant you had six periods to prep. I didn't realize it meant you had six different things to prep for. Uh, kind of like when I was a little kid, I thought restrooms were rooms that were just, you chilled in them. Like they, had, <laughs> they had couches and stuff. You just chilled. You don't. So I think that's what I would look into for real, man. It, it's not something that's often talked about. It's not something that's often um disgust but it's like even over self-care it's the deep dive into who you are i have a one of my uh mentees that i meet with every sunday you know are who you are if i'm if i'm talking about you right now um just did a process that i have long since wanted to do called the hoffman institute 
They have one out on the East Coast and one in California. And after we move to New Mexico, my hope is to be able to do that this spring. But um, it's it's like this six-day intensive, might be even longer than that, intensive, like, deep dive into who you are, right? So, so I'm thinking like doing something like that, doing something that causes you to go through some struggle so you can grow through it and you can bring that back to your classroom. That is not an answer you're going to get on any other educational podcast, I think. Um, I also just want to say like to stay joyful, you have to remember to fill yourself up and you have to remember to take time to do that mm. because that's going to give you something outside. Like teaching is all consuming, you know, like from what I see on here, on what you have dealt with, it's all consuming and it, it can eat up your whole life if you let it. So I think it's being mindful to carve out time for yourself really into things with things, not just chilling and just like, Oh, like feeling exhausted and sitting on the couch, but like actually filling up with things that um, make you happy and bring you joy. And then just reminding yourself, I think it's probably a constant reminder to be kind to yourself that it's your first year. I want to add on to that real quick uh, podcast I'm in the middle of right now that, man, is blowing my mind. Tim Ferriss' new podcast. I don't, I don't, I haven't listened to Tim Ferriss in a minute. So this dude popped up. I heard him on another podcast. Shaking out. Sometimes I don't have three and a half hours, Tim, to listen to your podcast. Uh, But the title of it is called the art and science of getting happy and man it is good one of the things he talks about is not all things are going to make you happy right so like for me and this is one of the things that hit me going to the gym people talk about i go to the gym i can feel like crap i'm depressed i'm sad i'm worn out and i just feel great when i come out i never feel great when i come out of the gym i never feel great when i come home from a run or when i'm swimming laps or riding a bike i never feel great but I feel less crappy. So if I do feel tired, crappy, whatever that day, I feel less crappy because I go to the gym. Sometimes it's not about doing things that are making us happier. It's doing things that are making us feel less crappy. Or that rhymes more. I love that. When I heard that, I thought that was so good. And it just made me think of like positive and negative like thoughts to think of them as levers and you have to like adjust the levers in your life. I didn't, yeah, it's a, it's a good podcast. Uh, ready for the next one? I'm ready. All right. Stephanie is up next asking, I'm having some trouble getting kids. I taught last year use used to the new me this year, how to get them on board with a more confident me. Man, that's a tricky one too, right? Because they're older. They feel like they're in the know. They feel like they know you already. And I think there's a couple of ways. It kind of depends on your personality stuff. Like I would say, I would use my humor and say something to the effect of like, y'all are out of pocket right now. Like, I, like I'm like, you're talking to new Reynolds. This is not like, this, this isn't last year Reynolds. This is a new Reynolds and new Reynolds doesn't do stuff like that you know how new reynolds rolls with this thing new reynolds wants you to be on time new reynolds said bring your own pencil old reynolds would have gave you a pencil but he was a pushover new reynolds is a boss and so i would kind of enter into it with some tongue-in-cheek like that because it sometimes it just softens the blow of that new information the other thing is to really really be consistent so whether or not you're feeling playful or not it's just towing the line the kids will get it right it is like anything else that at first it's this like, what, what do you mean? We have to do this now. What do you mean? Like last year you didn't do this. And it's, that was last year. This is this year. 
this is what we're doing. This is what's happening. If, if you want full credit, this is what you have to do. Um, I care about you. Don't fail my class because next year I might just switch. If you have me three times in a row, I might just switch it up again. That's all I'm telling you right now. I'm going to switch it up again next year. It's just because if you stay back again or, or if I have you again. So it's, and it's teaching kids that like, I think it's a good life lesson that, you know, we, we jokingly say that, my gosh, I couldn't even tell you the number right now, but I say, I say all the time that my wife is on her fifth husband because this dude is not the person that she met when she was 16 years old, right? Like when we started dating in high school, I am thankfully not the same person. Otherwise I'd just be drinking <laughs> chocolate milk and eating cereal all day and, you know, sitting around. But uh, th there have been so many different versions and I'm on like maybe my fourth wife right now. I forget. Mm. Um, yeah. So it's, it's this idea that people are always growing and changing the people in your life, your parents, your siblings, your aunts and uncles, your friends, no one stays the same. Hopefully though, they are on a trajectory to improvement. And it's, it's talking to kids and be like, this is like I said in a, in a video that I had recently, the being late, the class video school is practice for, um, for real life. You get to practice real things without like all the fear of like things really, really going wrong. So just keep practicing. And, and I'm helping you do that right now by look, you just never know who's going to change and what's going to shift, but know that this is a safe place to do it and then hold them accountable. Keep doing it. Even if it makes your hands sweat, makes you want to throw up, makes you go home and feel all like wacky. Um, just keep with it. Cause it will pay off. I promise. Yeah, she said the new students in another comment, she said that uh, the new students have no problem. Like all yeah. is good. It's just those former students. And it's it's a sense of entitlement. It's like it's like a yeah. they're feeling themselves a little bit because yeah, like we had to. you last year. We know. Yeah. It's like you don't know. You don't know new me. Oh, I love those soft skills. All right, Jennifer is up next. Uh, asking, I'm a second year career tech teacher, media arts photography. We've had technical difficulties the past two weeks, and I feel like I've lost a class in the chaos. How do I get them back on track? Oh man, Jennifer, that is uh, that's a question right there, especially when you're doing tech and tech's not working. It's, it's, I'll tell you this. Uh, let me see. One, I would try and have a handful of backup ideas, right? So that when you show up to class, you have something to do even if it's like, here's, here's one, this, I tell people this all the time. It's completely free. Go to the New York times and type in, uh, so Google like New York times lesson plans, right? It's going to bring up a whole series of free stuff that the New York times does. Right. And so even if you're not down with like the politics of the New York times, you can always find stuff that's going to fit what you're doing. You can look for things that are tech. It has differentiated, uh, instruction in there and stuff like that. It's, it's awesome. But then you have those in your pocket should something go wrong. And don't make it sound like when you shift and you do something like that, like it's like, a, oh, gosh, this isn't working. All right. You know what? You know, we're going to have to do this other thing. It's the New York Times project. Be like, um, if it's not working, this isn't working. But, oh, man, I have something awesome. Where do you see this article? Where do you see this thing we're going to check out? We're going to do. We're going to learn. We're going to see today. And be excited about it, even if you're not excited about it, right? Because you're going to get a better return on investment from the students. And we're still learning. We're still growing. We're still doing stuff. And I'll tell you this. 
you will just get better at this because, you know, it was so funny. A couple of years ago, I spoke at a school out in Pennsylvania and I'm up there and I'm in, I'm on the stage and there's like 500 educators in this big auditorium and I'm tearing through my speech and I have this punchline where like I show a video and it's like, as soon as I say it, I hit the button on the clicker, the video pops up and I get a big thing on there that the school doesn't support YouTube. And I didn't know, I asked if they had internet. I did not ask if they had YouTube. And now I've learned from this lesson. I just download my videos, but I, uh, it just was like popped up. I lost the whole audience. Everyone starts laughing. I feel like an idiot. I don't know what to do. And it was just like being in class. And I remember like, I just kind of like rolled with it. Like it was like a learning experience and then just laughed it off and then just kept going. And my, I remember you were, you like wanted to die. I oh, I felt me. so anxious for you. I was like crawling with yeah. anxiety. But it reminded, the only reason I could pull that off is because I pulled it off in class yeah. a million times when the projector goes out, when the DVD didn't work back in the day, when the really back in the day, when the VHS tape got eaten in the VCR, when someone comes in to observe you, all of a sudden you didn't know that it was coming. These things are going to happen. And so all you're going to do, Jennifer, is note them and then try to think like, so when the class is over, what could I have done to get around this specific situation? And then think of it as a toolbox. You're collecting tools for your toolbox. So maybe it's, a, it's an assignment. Maybe it's a game. Maybe it's a questionnaire. Maybe it's a journal entry. Maybe... We, um, I'm going to, maybe we treat this like we're in a tech class and this is, this is me just spitballing ideas. I have no idea how your class rolls or if this is even possible, but like, let's pretend that we're in the middle of a tech situation, right? And how are we going to like, all right, we have this problem. Let's all figure it out. Like whoever figures it out, like wins a prize today or, or something like that. So you're working through some of those sorts of things is how I would kind of think about doing that. Um, my wife left the room to make a phone call. No, I didn't. And, I, had uh, a, I, had a, I had a. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. Cool. All right, back. Welcome back. All right. What are you doing? I, I was help, trying to help you out. I got it. I just had to, you know, failing at it. myself for a second. I just want to remind. I just want to remind everyone that we are uh, matching. matching again today. The look. I feel like Will and Jada Smith. Not really. I have a teacher class off shirt. I would you smack someone for you. I'm just saying. What? No, Keep don't going. Smack anybody. Oh my gosh, let's move to, on. I just wanted to like you to feel like I was loving. Oh, you. thanks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not even going there. Okay, the Catholic Katie Katie Christ. <clears throat> I think that's how you say that. Uh, is, is saying uh, thoughts on helping your well-meaning team teachers understand different learners at a more traditional classical. Uh, school and trying to incorporate some social emotional awareness to our dynamic so first of all i think it's catechist um oh. just letting you know i know Thanks. i know the vowels throw yeah, you off. they really do um no shame in my game so <clears throat> isn't it so funny that this is an issue but it really is like it's not just your school and i don't mean that funny like it's laughable or i'm talking down on someone i'm looking at your comment which is why i'm looking over here uh, I, I think, I think it comes down to, hmm, I'm trying to think of how I do this, like not in like a necessarily a subversive way, but not like overtly, like trying to direct people and make them do what I want them to do. I think 
a lot of times it comes down to talking about just something I tried and how a student responded to it. Um, like, oh, I got to tell you all today in class, this was the scenario. This is what was happening. And this is how I handled it or how the kids handled it or what I saw or what I think might help this student. So if like, have you ever noticed y'all that like that John is, you know, this is a thing that happens in class, right? So maybe John is very, very shy, very introverted, um, has a level of anxiety when, when coming to class and doesn't really like to create eye contact or raise their hand. And so instead of, you know, some teachers that will just be like, oh, I'm just going to call on John. We'll just wear out his anxiety. You're not, you're not wearing out anyone's anxiety. What you're doing is pouring gasoline on the fire and it's going to get worse. So it's maybe instead I put a post-it note on John's desk and I saw him like give a half smile. Maybe I did this, maybe I did this. And so look, you're not going to make any other teachers do what you're doing. What you're doing is you're, you are sort of creating opportunities for them to learn through what you're doing, then should something come up at some point where there is an issue with, with John, you might be the voice that can speak to that. Another thing is I think calling home and, or emailing home and asking, you know, I talk about this idea all the time, like where asking parents or guardians, what is something I should know about your child to help that's going to inform me to be the best teacher I can this year. And you'll get all kinds of information, right? Someone died, someone was born, they just moved here, uh, their best friend, their broke up with their girlfriend, whatever it is, right? When we have this, these are good pieces of information to bring to like grade level meetings or something like that to say, hey, listen, just so everyone knows, I don't know if you've been noticing that like uh, that Bryce has been feeling some type of way lately or hasn't been as engaged or has been kind of, sad like his grandfather died a couple weeks ago and he didn't say anything to us so it's informed like you're finding out the information by building relationships with kids by building relationships with parents and guardians and then sharing some of that with your team so that they're in the know these aren't excuses as to why students have particular behaviors but they are reasons as to why they have them and the more that we can know that stuff and the more we can share with our team we start becoming the kind of teachers that guess what you're going to have really, really good relationships with your students. Other people are going to notice that. The kids are going to talk about that. And then you start changing the culture in that way because I think it makes it attractive to other teachers. And all teachers want to be great teachers. I will, that Saying all that, there are some OG old school teachers that are like, nope, I'm here to deliver content. I hand it out. You show up to school, you do the work. I'm not doing all these like touchy feely games and stuff. That is what ends up happening. I think is like, you are just being you so out loud and so positively and being a light that I think it, it makes that sort of behavior stand out even more, but st you start creating the culture in your school is, is the, where you start with that. All right. Ready? I'm ready. Summer, uh, Summer's up next asking, how do you train yourself to give yourself more time in the morning? I'm tired already, but I want to get up at five to do things that center that center me for the day. So I saw, did you see the really funny, was it you that showed me that meme or the TikTok the other day? No. That was like, it was like of a student that was saying like, oh my gosh, I would give anything to get eight hours of sleep. And the okay. teacher said, uh, well, how about 
figuring out when you have to get up and then going to bed eight hours before that. And they were like, there's no way I'm doing that. And so Summer, I think part of, I, I think some of this is, is built over time, but there's little solutions to this. So I get up at 5.30 every morning and I don't, I hit my snooze, but that's really just to turn my, my alarm clock off. But I am up within four minutes usually of that. And I, because I know that because I'm a weirdo and I time myself. Um, and I lose credit in my own mind if I, if my snooze goes off again. So I get up at 5.30, but part of the way that I'm able to do that is one, I go to bed the night before early and I am in bed by, so I need, I know I need seven hours of sleep. I'm, I'm turning off the lights by 10.30, right? So I start going to bed at around 9.45, take the dog out, all that kind of stuff, get the kid, tell the kids I got to go to bed, all this stuff. Um, so that is just become my rhythm. And that's, that's part of the thing is you're just building these rhythms. Then it's just getting out of bed, right? So you're setting your alarm, but if you're still really tired, one of the things I would, can, I would think about is what is your, what kind of quality of sleep are you getting? And so in the last several years, I've really, really looked into this and tried to like follow simple steps. Like, so one, our room is dark when we go to bed, like I can look over and I'm like, I'm talking to her and I'm looking, not even at her. Like I'm looking probably to the <laughs> side cause I can't even see her in my room. And that came with like every single light that was on every single little thing in my room, close it off. Got room darkening uh, curtains from like Ikea, right? Didn't go all bougie or anything like that, but they're just heavy, heavy duty curtains that we, that we cover over. Um, made sure that like, just, it was dark in there, right? Um, looking at things like the temperature of your house. And I know you live in like hotter than hell, Texas, but the it's, if you can get like a cooling pillow or a cooling blanket or drop the air at, at night or turn your fan on higher, the cooler it is the better you sleep. And I, why do I bring this up? Um, th also things like not eating too late and not drinking too late. Cause you know, I'm going to tell you this, the older you get, the more you got to pee in the middle of the night for some reason, right? Teacher bladder doesn't last through the night all the time. So I say all this because you're getting a better quality of sleep, which means you are more actually rested. So now you got more sleep, you got better sleep. Now getting up in the morning, I do something that is compelling, right? So I start my day with stuff that I like doing. I love, I did not used to like to, I love meditating and praying. So as soon as I get up, as soon as I come downstairs, open up my AirPods, put them in, I start listening to, um, I'm going to forget, I think it's Sean Colvin podcast right here's this is it this is putting you in the know about something i think it's sean colvin it is a 10 minute tops podcast every day and it is what i listen to while making coffee then i sit down and go through the rest of my stuff but now i'm up right so it's preparing something that's convincing um that makes me want to get up in the morning and then just starting to slowly build that rhythm the hardest part is starting i'm telling you what it's not getting up early it's going to bed early so you can get the number of hours of sleep. But once you start doing that, it feels so good that I just keep doing it. And I'll tell you one more thing, Summer. I've said this a million times. I track everything that I do. So I track all of my, so I'm switching this now to all my core values, but like I track like how I feel about my life every morning, how I feel about my marriage, how I feel about my work, how I feel about mentally, physically, how I, you know, I track these things and I can see the numbers going up 
because I am really getting the rest that I need. And that's how I get up early in the morning. And I would say start incrementally. Like, can you get up a half an hour earlier? Like if you're trying to get up an hour earlier than you to give you that hour of yeah. time, it's like, can you do it a half an hour earlier? Start that yeah. even for a couple of weeks, not a couple of days, but like get in a good rhythm of that and then give yourself another push. If, I'll tell you what, when we get to New Mexico and we're on that mountain time, um, I'm getting up at four thirty. Whoa. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to, because we'll be out there and that'll be five 30 here. Or no, that'll be them? three. No. So six thirty. Four thirty. there will be six 30. You can get up right? at three 30. That's our normal don't time. Start. Don't even start. Cause I would, but that means I, cause we I, get up both at five 30. Um, yeah, but the kids like to go to the bed at the same time of us. And that means we're all going to bed at like seven 30 at night. <laughs> We don't have those teenagers. I we don't have teenagers that come. Good luck trying now. to stick to that like that extra two hour shift. Eventually, four thirty would like... be. Come on, you already know four thirty would be magical if we got up at four thirty. I do. I don't. I don't know. Oh gosh, somewhere I'm yeah. with you on that one. He's trying to make me get up at four thirty. Telling you, let's go. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, all it. right, our next one. I don't know. I just did. I don't, I don't know, know either. All right. Any tips for an outgoing introvert? I like that. Outgoing introvert. Love it. Uh, I adore my students. I like my coworkers and I enjoy all my time at school, but being around people all day is so draining. Sometimes I wonder if I should have picked a profession that doesn't require me to talk to people. When I get home, I want to give my two children and my husband my attention, but I am exhausted. P.S. I'm good at self-care. Uh, so Elise, I would say, so here's, here's, I am wildly extroverted if you haven't noticed um but i'll tell you this to a degree where i am the last one to leave the party all the time we are so if we have a holiday it's usually like and we're at my aunt's house which is where we typically go it's usually the two of us my aunt and uncle having drinks until two o'clock in the morning because we're just all hanging out together if everyone goes out for dinner uh from work i even if we go out for coffee i'm the last one to leave coffee so I love that stuff, but I realize that the, it's almost like a, um, the, the, it's pulling back a boomerang sometimes, and it's going to send me further and further into how much recouping time that I need, re-energizing time. That like even as an extrovert, putting out all of that stuff, I really need weekends off. And even with the business and the move and everything, I'm noticing like I can't, I can only go but so far before I really start like becoming a version of myself that I don't like. That being said, I started being mindful a couple of years ago that I really wanted to show up for my kids after school and give my kids no less, like no less energy, no less love, no less attention than I gave other people's children all day. So how do you do that? Right. Especially when I, it is like, I won't say it's addictive, but it's so compelling to me to like go in the hallway to mess around with kids to be talking to everyone. So what I started doing was, um, and this was, I was allowed to do, well, I, I did this. I don't know if I was allowed to do it, but maybe you are, maybe you're not. I started doing things like taking a period a day, right? This is a whole 48 minute period, which is huge for me. I put a poster board over my door, turned off my lights and I prepped during my during that time, I just listened to music. I turned off all the lights. So even if I was moving around my room and working on stuff, every my door was locked. My lights were out. There was something covering the window on my door. So nobody knew that I was in there. 
And that just gave me a break. Like it just gave me a beat to take, a breath to take. I started doing that coming in a little later in the morning so that I wasn't there because I, I would come in, all the kids have breakfast in my room and it was like, Reynolds, 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 Reynolds. Lunch, two periods a day, kids eating in my room, Reynolds, Reynolds, Reynolds. I started, I took one of those lunch periods, I removed it so the kids only had one lunch period to come into, took that break for myself and then I had off, oh man, great, greatest schedule of my life. Had off first period and eighth period, which was the last period of the day. Oh man, couldn't ask for anything better. So eighth period, I would do the same thing. I would close off my room because the only kids that are coming to my room during eighth period are supposed to be in someone else's class. The only other people that I would tell about it were teachers that I got down with, right? So it was folks that knew like, yo, I need peace and quiet. But if you need a quiet place to be, my room's the spot. And I didn't invite curmudgeons because they didn't want to have to put out um, energy, compassion, like, the, like I couldn't do it right now. Then that set me up. Then what I would do is leave school early, as early as possible, because even if I had to go home and do a little bit of work at home, I was at least at home. I was at least with my kids. And so what I did was I would do homework club where my kids were doing homework. I was grading papers and we're just doing it together. Right. And so it was trying to buy back some of those minimum amounts of time. The other thing I'd say, Elise, is I've talked about this a bunch is uh, and I, we have a workshop coming up about this is going to be part of it is delegating. How can you get other people, other kids to do stuff that is your responsibility in school to take things off your plate? So what I'm looking for is how do I minimize my energy output in every way, shape, or form? Start looking for the little things. And I'm telling you, the five minutes and then the 10 minutes and another 15 and a 20, then you add on a 48-minute class. Oh, man, you're just, you're just holding on to battery life that you're not putting out but it comes in little tiny increments sometimes at a time as you build that together. And it's awesome. All right. Our next question is going to come from Liz asking, how do you decide what to do during planning when you have a million things to do? You take a drink of your coffee. I can. Thanks. Thinking about Thanks. It. I That's saw you go to grab it. I thought it was going to be a longer question. That's oh. why I left you. <laughs> so that's why I was ready. Um, I, so Liz, I do a couple of things. One, I know that I can't get everything done. So I try not to overemphasize what I can get done in a day. I try to think of a week. I try to think of weeks better. And so I will typically do, so if I, if I prep, uh, so I said like, so if this is, if my prep time is, First period I have off, then I teach basically se uh, second through seventh period straight. Then I have off eighth period. I also have a lunch period in the middle of the day for 48 minutes or whatever it is. Um, I have that. I think that's basically how it works out, right? So uh, I have, that's that's what my, my day looks like. So in the morning, I am doing stuff that is prepping my day, right? I'm, I'm, if I still have to make copies for some reason, if I'm just setting up my board, if I'm setting up an activity, I'm doing something, that's when I'm doing that sort of thing. If I'm done for the day, I'm prepping for the rest of the week, right? I'm trying to get ahead of the game. My middle of the day is typically like, sometimes it's grading, but sometimes it's more like lesson planning. It's IEP paperwork. It's, you know, 
filling out whatever kind of stuff I have to fill out. But that's what the middle of the day looks like. And then end of the day is emails. It's prepping for tomorrow or it's uh, phone calls back to parents. I So what I'm saying here is I have a designated thing that's happening during a designated period of the day. And so then that's like, so my Mondays might look a little bit di different than my Tuesdays, might look a little bit different than my Wednesdays. Because then, you know, for instance, on Fridays, it is grading and inputting grades and making sure everything's updated. That's why I try and do the whole day. And I still try and squeeze in emails at the end of the day. Um, so, but the students are helping me grade stuff. So I have trusted kids that are my TAs or, or kids that I designate from a class. They're helping me prep uh, or they're helping me grades, multiple choice stuff. Then they read the grades back to me. I just put, input them into the grade book. Then I go back and make sure everyone's grades are updated. And so by the end of the day, if a parent emails me and they want to know something about their kid's grade, it's already there. So it's figuring out what are, like, make a list. What are the things I have to do every day? Or what are the things I have to do once a week? And then looking at your schedule. So if you have three preps a day, like three planning periods a day, what am I going to do during this one? What am I going to do during this one? It does not allow you to get all things done. But putting a concerted amount of time, 48 minutes, right? With my AirPods in where I'm not choosing all kinds of different songs. I let the playlist play and I tune in. I'm going to do this for 20 minutes. I'm going to do this for 20 minutes. I'm going to do this for eight minutes, right? That helps me get a lot of stuff done because I don't have like, like paralysis of trying to figure out what is next. So that's, that's kind of how I try and simplify as much as possible. All right. Our next question is from Carl asking, what's your views on toxic management? I have poor management and have been overlooked a couple of times for a promotion because of being a bit weird. You're yeah, smiling that one. I know, because I just think it's, that's it's my game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When the construction department wants um, an LGBTQ, QT plus or mental health awareness ambassador, they're beating a path to my door. So that's a great question, Carl. Um, I, I, you know, I think, gosh, I'm trying to think of how I want to look at it. Cause this is a couple of kind of different things here, right? How do we deal with toxic management? I'm going to tell you what. One of the things I learned was try to help. Show up and ask for help. Don't, you know, because, and I'm going to tell you that I learned this from experience. I am, I am the person that at the whole team meeting, right? The whole school's there, at like all the teachers. And they ask if people have questions. They ask if people have comments or feedback on stuff hands up in the air. I'm asking questions and it's pushback sometimes too. I don't, I don't pull punches. I also don't punch people, but it is being direct because I want the school to be the best for the kids. And so if I don't like something, if I have a problem with something, I'm not going to talk to people after the meeting and complain about something that I did not speak up about. Now, sometimes my processing is a little bit slow and I have to come back the next morning and talk to someone maybe it's the next meeting and talk to someone but it is always going to i'm not going to hold on to it and i'm not going to talk to someone about it so like even if i have like a 
like a PLC meeting or something, I will not talk to someone about it that is not a change maker. If you don't make decisions, I'm not having a conversation with you about it. It's not worth my time because it doesn't go anywhere. I don't want to tell someone else that has to go tell someone else because I don't want to get lost in, in translation, right? I don't know if they're as strong or as opinionated as I am. So I'm going to go make sure that I'm going to the person. But that can have a really negative effect because you get looked at as a as pain in the butt. And, and I don't mind being a pain in the butt, especially if it's for kids. But what I've learned is a much better way to deal with things is to be proactive to see something that uh, needs attention in a school and offer my services on the front end. So that even though I'm a weirdo in the hallway and I'm being kooky and silly and stuff like that, I am looking for opportunities to help, uh, looking for like opportunities to show up and, and to add something to what's going on. And I found that that has had a, has a really different effect because, because look, what comes down to is I don't get to, so you have, if you have toxic management or leadership in your school, the only times that I'm going to them is when I'm aggravated with something. Instead, even though I think they are not good leaders, they're barely managers. I want to go to them with solutions or with a kind word or asking about how their kid is, or I find out that it's their anniversary and I just make sure I stop by, say happy anniversary, even if it's hard. Because I can't have my own interactions with them being something that is just me being a pain in the butt. So that's part of it. And then when you, and I think the other thing is, it's making, it's it's kind of being mindful of like, why am I, like, how do I want to say this? That I need to be so good at my job that I can't get ignored. That if someone else gets a promotion, it becomes like, what? Don't know Carl's like the man over here, right? Like, or they, they are like the best at what they're doing. And so I've, I've had that happen to me in school where like, I'm not, I'm not great at everything, right? There are many, many, many things that I am not good at. And maybe that's a whole YouTube video of like, here's stuff that I'm not good at. Cause I only talk about things I know about. Here's a bunch of crap. I don't, <laughs> I don't know that these things people complain about with me, but they think the point that I'm making there is like um, the things that you're good at, the things that you're gifted in, be them out loud, be them so well that it becomes absurd. And look for me, Carl, it becomes a like, then I just let God deal with the, the consequences of that. Like I'm just showing up and being all out me as best I can. And then I just give it up after that. And it's like, I'm just putting my best out there. If someone doesn't want to pick me, then, all right. If you want some something less than awesome, go for it. That's that's your decision, man. You're already you're already our terrible leader. So I'm my surprise that you're making this poor decision. No, but yeah, that's unfortunate though. I mean, poor leadership is like it's really tough to deal with. It's the worst, man. It's yeah. it is schools rise and fall on good leadership. Agreed. All right, Taylor is up next asking, um, my country passed a rule where we can't call the kids anything outside of their legal name unless their parents submit a form. Any thoughts as someone like me who loves giving nicknames? Taylor, that's the worst thing I've, I ever heard in my life. <laughs> but why? That It just makes me go, why? Like, for what reason? I don't even know. I might not have an answer for this one. I think your answer is you would just do it anyway, but it's like, I think I would, not because I'm just being a jerk. I feel like I would 
still figure it out. I would like call kids like their middle name or just their full name. <laughs> or their initials. <laughs> like when I had, I had a kid, I had a student one time, no kidding. His name was Michael Jackson. And every single time I talked to him, it was, I just called him Michael Jackson. Other people just called him Mike. And I was like, uh, hey, Michael Jackson. Can you, he, he would get so angry. Reynolds, why do you have to say my whole name all the time? I'm like, I don't know. Michael Jackson, I don't know why I have to say your full name all the time. Because it's commune? Michael Jackson. But Michael Jackson, could you come here? Then he would get mad. And I'm like, oh, you bad? You're bad? Oh, you know it. You know it. Um, I know what you're thinking right now. You just want me to beat it. All right? Uh, but I'm not. Uh, and and so it would be constantly using Michael Jackson lyrics all the time. But, I, you know, I think... You know, Taylor, like, one of the, first of all, I love the spelling of your name. But um, I, I just... I think that's so unfortunate because it's so fun, right? Like I've never had a kid. I had one kid that was going through something that I didn't know about. And I made up a nickname for him, which was switchblade, which is a totally tough nickname anyway, by the way. And that's a whole story to it and whatever, but uh, that was going through some stuff. His mom called me and, and asked me to, to, to call him by his name. And, and that's a whole story. And that's his business. But like, it was totally understandable. That's in like almost 20 years of teaching one kid that I knew that didn't like what I called him, right? That's it. And so I think it's so endearing that when we personalize someone's name, so it's just, it's a shame, but I would use, come up with some sort of creative solution. I'd either call people by their full name, by their middle name. If someone was like, I'm Charles John Reynolds III, I would just call someone the third. Like I would just come up with mm. ways within the to, boundaries to, within the boundaries yeah. to be um to create those personal connections because because for me look calling kids by a nickname is not just about being funny or me like being like taking a poke at you or something like that it's about personalizing the connection it's about making it's about connection with kids and building relationships so. so interesting enough as she said they want us to build relationships she said but if the student asks me to call them alex for sure i can't so like unless she has to go another step and like send an email and all that stuff and get written permission or from a parent yeah right that's I'd what she said no she kidding says, taylor i would parents need to submit a form i would that's crazy. i've had parents call their kids i had a kid that looked like Milhouse from uh, from The Simpsons. He was in my class for five years, right? <laughs> He's he, I called him Milhouse all the time because he looked like Milhouse. So um, his mom called him Milhouse on her phone. She showed me a parent-teacher conference one time on her phone when his name when he called her, it popped up Milhouse. <laughs> like I had a kid one time misspelled his name. His last name was Wiggins. He, he wrote Liggins and I think it was just like a, like a, he wrote it too fast. So I called him Liggins forever. I see his mom one night I'm in target. She yells across the store, Mr. Reynolds. I'm like, Oh my gosh, who was calling me in the middle of target? I go over. It's me. Liggins mom, bro. What? I'm like, if these things were, I would literally, I would spend a whole day. I don't do work at home. I'd spend a whole night emailing every parent that whose kid I want to call a nickname and tell them why you can make a canned response about like why you think this is important, how it builds relationships, how you care about their kid, why this is funny, how it alleviates stress in classrooms and anxiety and stuff like that. Like, and it builds the relationship yeah. just like they want. And then <laughs> this is what I want to call your kid. Can you sign off on it? And if you can, great. If you can't, then I will call them by the, maybe their full name. Yeah. Charles John Reynolds III. 
Wow, that's Michael Jackson. Keep us updated on how that yeah. goes. Like, I'm, Tell where, I'm curious where you are too. If you could drop that in there, I would just love to know where that's a thing. That's interesting. interesting. Who came? I want to know. Well, they, like, why do they do that? Yeah, there's got to be a reason. Like, someone was in a meeting and they were like, "Listen, we're not doing this anymore." Someone had it backfire really bad. Someone's on kid, them, and it's someone like, on the school board's kid had a bad experience, <laughs> and they're like, "That's it. No more nicknames." Oh, and no mean. smiles either. <laughs> All right. Uh, I hope I'm saying your name right. Shermaya? Shermaya? That's a great picture. Uh, is asking, last year I was head teacher for ninth grade. I have resigned from the managerial role and I'm back in the classroom. My students are intimidated. How can I get them to relax? Oh, so, so that's a funny question, right? So like you're in leadership and it's like, now you're not. And now... Now you're not like, you're not, you're like the, the authority or something like that. I think, you know, we can say anything. So we can say anything we want to try and get kids to believe stuff, right? So for me, it's beginning of the year, first day of class. I don't go through rules or none of that stuff. I go through, I'm so happy to be here. I'm really, really glad that you're in my class and I want to have the greatest year ever. And there are a majority of the kids, I would say, that don't believe me. They're just like, they think, you know, especially in some of the schools, I've, the two schools I've worked in, I've had a lot of turnover, a lot of well-meaning teachers that don't stay the course, that don't stay around, that don't do like what they say they're going to do. They say they're going to be tough. They say they're going to be fair. They say they're going to be nice. They say this is going to be fun. And then it doesn't. It, it Like a week, two weeks later, they're just like, all right, whatever. You know, you guys are just pissing me off. And so it's staying the course. It's if, I, if I'm if i going to wear you, I always tell kids, like, I'm going to wear you down with love. Watch this. Like, why, bring, in, bring in whatever you got. And I'm going to wear it down because I know who I am. And I know that so hardcore that you can't affect me. So that now when I'm coming at you, I'm going to like, you want to come at me with a, with an attitude. You want to come at me with, um, and, and I'm not even saying this is an affront, right? It's not even kids are like trying to attack me with their anxiety, but you're coming in and you're feeling anxious. You're feeling like no one cares about you. You feel like you, you struggle with depression. I am going to try to meet you where you need to be meted met every single day. And it's only my consistency. My words are just a preview. My words are just telling you this is going to be great. I don't expect you to believe them. You know what I expect you to believe? My actions. That love is a verb. That care is a verb. And so the things that I'm saying, I need to show you out loud what this looks like. And then it's your job to believe me or not believe me. I still have kids that are like, you do not care about this job that much. And it's like, well, I don't know how else to prove it to you. Like, look at my classroom. Look at these lessons. Look at what we're doing. Look at how much I'm connecting with people all the time. Of course, I love this stuff, man. I like, and so I love it so much. I do it on after school and on the weekends and made a whole business out of it. So it's really just showing up. And that's the hard part for you, right? You control you. I heard a really great analogy on this one time where somebody said that, if you give someone a gift and they take the gift and they put it in the closet, they send it to the thrift store, they whatever, right? It doesn't say anything about you. You, your, your job's done after they take the gift. You're handing them over the gift. What they do with it is up to them, right? So you could give someone a massage. If they don't go get the massage, it wasn't very, like it doesn't benefit them. 
So I turn it off. I give the kindness, the love, the respect. Uh, I try and shed light on the classes. I try and make things fun. I try and make things funny. If you want to laugh at the joke, that's on you, bro. But that's how I'm showing up to classes. I'm showing up giving gifts. And I'll tell you what, you're going to see the majority of your students shift and turn around. And they're because they want to, I'll tell you this also, Shabai, that it kids long for consistency. So as soon as we are in a different role, you get a different haircut, you have a, you get a different last name because you got married or something like that. It, it's now it's all wonk. Now, what are you doing? What are you doing changing? What are you doing being a different person? We doing changing rules, being better. You know, how many students have I had come back to my, to their previous class that I was in as they've gotten older and like, we didn't do this when you were, when you were my teacher again, bro, because I tried to get better. I'm not here just doing the same thing for the rest of my life. So it's going to keep happening. Just stay the course and just be awesome out loud. And you will wear kids down with your love and affection and attention. Um, I want to go back because I read an interesting comment Please. in the comment section about the no nicknames. Gabriella said, she said, where I'm at, not calling students by the, by the names they want to go by is a law due to anti LGBTQIA actions by the state. So the name and their chosen gender has to be approved by parents. So, I mean, and me, that's, I a, that's that. a different conversation to me, yeah. right? So like if someone- Well, that's why the first thing I asked was the why. Like Karen, what's the why behind And it? now they want to be known as Carl. And I, that makes, that conversation makes more sense yeah, to me. me too. But the, because, and Still, for reasons that it's not, I'm not even going to jump into right now, but- I'm talking about like, you know, lighthearted Millhouse is Millhouse, right? right? Najee was snack time. Um, like all the different dudes I've had over the years, right? Like it's that is different to me, but that that other piece I realize is is also it's a sore subject. It's a it's a difficult conversation for a lot of people. Yeah. Here's what I would say to that have the conversation, mm. right? It's learning how to have the difficult conversations to make the phone calls to parents, to put them in the node, have the conversation with the student to see like it's bridging some of those gaps and at least letting students know that you care what they think. Even like it doesn't have anything to do with, to me, with anything else. It's letting kids know that you care to have those conversations and make those phone calls that create those emails to connect those dots but like that that's that is a really good point but that's yeah i didn't someone think i didn't that's not what came to top of mind i thought we were talking no, about me either. silliness someone said an only exception is with a parent approval but they have to come into school and sign a form in front of a witness my goodness isn't it funny when we don't want people to do stuff how difficult we make it mm. to happen yeah right yeah it's like well, when it's I get a list. ticket and I got to go through the whole, I got to walk down the block, oh, get out of here, <laughs> parking ticket. All right. Next then one. I end up paying $50 for an $11 ticket. That's a different story. That's a whole different, different story. Yeah. Okay. Noah is up next, it, Noah. Uh, asking, I'm putting together a new teacher survival kit, including teacher uh, class off. What else should I put in there? Gosh. Awesome. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. It's awesome. Uh, I would say if I'm a new teacher, look, I, I mean, I taught in schools with no money, so I had to hide my expo markers. I think, uh, getting some expo markers would be like, we're talking about stuff. I'm going expo markers, flare pens, sharpies that are sharp still 
and I like. What if it was outside of teacher supplies? Googly eyeballs. <laughs> well. Um, I mean, what else would you put in there? What are you thinking? gift certificate to a massage <laughs> yeah like i I, I mean it depends like whatever kind of money you got right it's like a, a cup of coffee free coffee um oh that's you can do that in a relatively low yeah like five dollars mm-hmm. to Dunkin' donuts or something yeah. like that like um i would keep it light and fun um gosh i'm trying to think of what things i've given teachers over the years uh I think, what if you gave, like, I always love this idea of, um, I had a buddy once who had a kid and a friend of ours. So, so Ron had a baby. Nate said, my buddy, Nate goes, I'm going to, he made him like a, like a, like a gift certificate. And he said, you get one night where like your kid's not sleeping. You got something important to do. You can't fall asleep. It's driving you nuts. You can call me. I'll come over to your house and I will take care of your baby for the whole night so that you can sleep. Or if you have an afternoon where like you just want nothing more than to get a nap because you're so exhausted, you give me a call. I'll take care of your kid. I thought it was one of the coolest things ever. Right. Yeah, and he really meant right. it really, really meant it. Now, whether or not they ever did, I I don't know because I wasn't there. Um, but it's maybe it's uh, you need someone to watch. Like, here's a free pass. You, you're having, you're being overwhelmed and you need someone to step in your class for a moment. You need someone to make your copies for the next day. Like maybe it's something fun like that, where it's, you're taking us a level of something off their to-do list for the day or whatever. I'll do your to lesson do planning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, like, but something like, um, something fun that yeah. would be like a, oh oh that's a nice yeah, perk he said to think have, about it right like someone like you're gonna clean my room after school mm-hmm. or, or or put my desks back or um give me 10 minutes like i have to go to the bathroom so bad i'm gonna pee myself like yeah. oh you'll like this is the don't pee yourself gift certificate something like that I think yeah really so those, you could come up with some fun ideas um that was a okay, weird one i think we're I we're caught up all caught up cool. i mean we're at an hour so that's yeah. cool with me so look gang um, before you leave, don't leave, don't leave, don't leave. One, can you hit the like button, right? It really helps send this into the world of getting the more teachers. That's what we want to do. We just want to help you. We don't make any, there's not, we're not making any money on this. Um, so if you could do that, it'd be awesome. Second, next week, uh, my wife will be in New Mexico already. This is our last week in Philadelphia. I will be driving to New Mexico. I'll be somewhere middle America. As long as I get internet service, 4 p.m. next week, we're going to jump on. So I might be at a love truck stop. I might be in the middle of a field. I don't really know. It's exciting. It Who is. knows where he Where be? in the world <laughs> is Reynolds? So I'll be beaming in. Um, if, we, if we don't show up, it's because I don't have internet access. But I'm, I'm, that's my, my hope. So we'll still be here next week. And uh, But just know that that's kind of, if it looks weird, it's because it is. Because it's we did something different cool yep and then um yeah we'll now we're gonna go pack our house more but uh we will see you next week and that's it gang thank you so much for being here anything else wife no all right peace